بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهدي ونتوب إلى الله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون all praise is due to Allah, Rabbil Alameen. May the peace and blessings and prayers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon his, upon his final Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family and companions, the one he sent with the final message to mankind and the way that is straight, that it may predominate on this earth by the permission of Allah. Dear Muslims, I urge myself and remind myself and remind you to have taqwa, to have preparedness and consciousness and action appropriate to the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is, as is fitting to Allah and stand firm in your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has promised those who return to Him and stand firm in their belief in Him the best possible reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Imran يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته O you who believe beware of Allah as is befitting to him and as I always say we can't really translate this word or taqwa and it means all of those things I said earlier consciousness, fear, preparedness, action all of those are found in the word taqwa حق تقاته as is appropriate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a word we take lightly and a word which terrified the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when they said that's impossible how could anyone have taqwa haqqa tuqatihi as befitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prophet proceeded to teach them that it means to the extent of your ability wala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun and do not allow yourself, or do not die, but in a state of submission. And you have no control over your death. So the meaning of this verse is be in a state of submission every instant. Don't let that car accident or that lightning bolt or whatever take you while in a state of disobedience or a state of forgetfulness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا Hold fast to the rope of Allah, all of you together. Islam is the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which He has given us. You can pull yourself up with it, or you can hang yourself with it. And if you go in the wrong direction, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will let loose, and as they say, give you enough rope to hang yourself. And if you hold firm to it, in the manner which we in order to do, which is together then this is the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which will save us from anything else وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا and do not allow yourselves to become divided وَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ أَعْدَاءً remember the favor of Allah upon you when you were enemies one to another mankind has been immersed in the foolishness of tribalism and racism 
and languageism and all of these divisions from the beginning of time until now except for those upon whom Allah sent His mercy. Even the previous messengers, all of them before Muhammad wasallam, made no attempt to challenge this jahiliyyah of racism, of nationalism because all of them were sent only to a nation. So this foolishness which is inherent in human society was not challenged by any messenger of Allah except the last one. Because Prophet Muhammad came and he said, I've been sent to all of mankind. The black, the white, the yellow, the red, the, the Arabi and the Ajami. I've been sent to all of these. And the very, very beginning of Islam, there are just a few thousand of them in the world had never heard of such a concept. He went to Medina and he dictated to the one who wrote down the Mithaq or the constitution, if you will, of Medina. And the preamble was what? Al-Mu'minuna ummatu min dunin nas. The believers are a single nation apart from all other peoples. Never did any messenger of Allah get sent with such an idea. I'm not saying that the previous messengers upheld nationalism. But I'm saying because they were sent only to their single nation, the idea was never challenged until Prophet Muhammad So if you go around the Muslim world today, you see the effects of this wondrous thing which Allah subhanahu wa sent His last Prophet with. You go to all the Muslim lands and you see people mixed up as mixed up can be. And you see all the people of North Africa being called Arabs. Though they were never Arabs before that. And they speak the language of Rasulullah. The language of the Quran. The language of Jannah. Because when Islam spread at first, people took it very seriously. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Remember His favor upon you. When you were all enemies. And the Arabian Peninsula, before the coming of Islam, was one of the more extreme cases of what I'm talking about. Although the entire world was 100% in this system of Jahiliyyah. But in the Arab Peninsula it was particularly absurd because the tribes were very small and they all spoke basically the same language and yet it was raid and counter-raid and prisoner and slave and all this back and forth between these very tribes. They were all related and spoke almost the same language and looked like each other. So it was a more extreme case of something that was universal to mankind and is still universal to mankind and the only thing that truly lifts one up out of this cesspool of nationalism is true Islam. You were enemies and Allah put ulfa between your hearts. He put compassion and affection between your hearts. And you became by the beneficence and great favor of Allah, brothers. One Arab tribe would never consider himself a brother to someone from another tribe before Islam. And most people today likewise will not consider themselves a brother from somebody who speaks a different language or looks different or comes from a different place. And you are on the brink of a pit of fire without knowing it. Because they were practicing shirk and disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were about to cause themselves to tumble into a pit of fire, but didn't even know it. فَأَنْقَذَكُمْ مِنْهَا 
and Allah saved you from it. كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ آيَاتِ In this manner Allah makes His signs clear to you لَعَلَّكُمْ تَحْتَدُونَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ Those who say our Lord is Allah ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا And then they march straight. They go straight. فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ There is no fear upon them nor shall they grieve. أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ These are the people of paradise. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا They're in forever. جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ A reward for that which they used to do. Who are they? الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا Deed, statement, and action. Those who say, Our Lord is Allah, and then they go straight. They act accordingly. They abandon and discard and hate anything which is not in line with my Lord is Allah. One of the greatest things that help Muslims to gain piety, righteousness and to remain straight on this path of truth and guidance is keeping the company of good people and avoiding evil company. This is because man by his nature is influenced by his friends and companions and adopts their characteristics and their mannerisms and even their thinking. And this is something very subtle. Very, very subtle. For example, a Muslim who has some calamity happen to them. A Muslim says, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Okay, we're from Allah and unto Allah we're going to return. Allah is testing me with something. I have to be patient. If someone is around Muslims, even if shaitan tries to introduce something else, like the door of Be- the door of Lao. If only this, if only that, this wouldn't have happened. Or even worse, why me? If someone is around Muslims, they will hear the right things at the right time, and this becomes imbibed in their heart, and adds to the understanding that's there. But if someone hangs out with kafirs, people or Muslims of no understanding, somebody gets afflicted by something and they get upset and they get mad. Why this happened to me? I don't deserve this. I did all my salahs. I gave sarqah. And this is a poison. This poison is not just being with the person. You're actually, the poison is entering you. It's entering your heart. And then when something happens to you, a shaitan comes and says, be ungrateful. Don't be sabr. Don't be sabr for Allah. Don't be patient. Then that's going to come out of your mouth. Why did this happen to me? Why me? I'm unhappy with this. Because of your environment and your friends. Also, man's character is known through his brothers and his friends, as pointed out by the Prophet ﷺ. This is a very, very important hadith. Don't forget it. And it's Sahih. The reality of a man is that he is upon the deen of his dear friend. So beware who you take as a friend. This is not just Job Lo talking. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And he stated it in a most emphatic way. He said, your reality, you may think you're on Islam. But the reality of a man is that he is upon the deen of his dear friend. So be careful who you take as a dear friend. Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَدَلُّ عَلَى شَيْءٍ مِنَ الصَّاحِبِ عَلَى صَاحِبِ He said, nothing reveals anything more about a man. Nothing re- reveals more about a man than the company he keeps. Some wise men said, people think of a man 
what they think of his friends. Little wonder then that Islam attaches great importance to the matter of companionship and friendship. So much so that the Prophet ﷺ directed every individual in the Muslim community to select only righteous and pious people to be their friends and companions. The Prophet said, لا تصاحب إلا مؤمنا Do not be the companion of anyone but a believer ولا يأكل طعامك إلا التقي And no one should eat your food but the pious The Prophet also laid a perceptible example for good and evil for the good and evil companion when he said إنما مرد الجليس الصالح كالجليس السوء the analogy of a good friend and a bad friend is like a seller of perfumes of misk and one who's blowing with a bellows. المسك, As for the perfume seller, either he's going to give you some or you're going to buy some from him or at least you're going to smell a pleasant smell as for the one blowing on the bellows it's one of two things either he's going to set your clothes on fire or at least you're going to smell an unpleasant smell Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar commenting on this hadith said there is in this hadith a prohibition of keeping the company of those who can harm one in religious and worldly matters and an encouragement for keeping the company of those who can benefit one in these matters. It is only, it is then only wise and logical that man should keep the company of those who benefit him in matters of his religion. For the best companion is the one who is pious, righteous, has noble conduct and manners, has a clear conscience and is ambitious to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After these characteristics are present, the next most desirable qualities are being learned in the sciences, arts, and Islamic jurisprudence, as well as possessing some level of hikmah, wisdom. These are the characteristics of those that one can feel comfortable with and be pleased to be in their company. This is because of their sincerity, assistance during difficulties, and one's safety from any evil actions from them. Whoever is fortunate enough to have such a companion has this as a sign for his happiness and success. He must therefore hold fast to him, fulfill his right of companionship, and be truthful and honest with him. He should also respect him, share with him his happy and sad moments, assist him in hardship, and overlook his mistakes, because no man is infallible, and it is enough of an honor for a man that his faults are innumerable. My brothers, the worst of all companions is the one who exerts a bad influence on his friend, is weak in religion or not even in the religion, evil in conduct, has no clear conscience and nothing good is said of his behavior. He is concerned only with achieving his lower desires, even if that is at the expense of his deen and his manhood. He may even have a total disregard for religion and, and manners and dishonor the rights of friendship. Befriending such a person is a miserable act and a sure path to desolation because of the damage that such a person can cause such as diversion from the remembrance of Allah and his obedience and prevention from having good manners and noble conduct this is in addition to the acclimatization 
to obscene talk and to kufr talk as I mentioned earlier talk which shows the lack of faith in the qadr of Allah and many many other issues that the non-believers and the ignorant Muslims will do without a thought and being around it is hazardous to your health instigation to the committing of immoral acts wasting of time fruitless pursuits wasteful adventures and a host of other forbidden and harmful things let us ponder dear brothers in Islam over the condition of those who are afflicted with drug addiction perpetration of immoral, immoral acts and earning from unlawful means means like interest extortion and the like look at the miserable situation that they and their families are in and the evil impact they have on those with whom they mix and befriend it is a fact it is in fact a sign of utter wretchedness that one sits with this type of people who offer nothing <coughs> except sour and regret for they may destroy their religion and conduct and make them lose both this world and the next and that is the most horrible loss Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on that day when the oppressor will bite his hands he says woe to me if only I had taken the road with the Prophet double woe to me if only I had not taken so and so as a dear friend he has led me astray from the remembrance of Allah after it had come to me and shaitan is to people ever deceptive and tricky these are some characteristics of the pious and wise whom one should befriend and of the evil and immoral people whom we should avoid all people were created good and we disagree with the Christians on this issue who tell us that people were created evil and they needed a blood sacrifice to get back in the good graces of Allah no people were born good and innocent and pure without a sin upon them and with a nature prone to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship Him alone but thereafter they have fallen into different categories the first group have chosen the path of goodness until it became part of their character the second have chosen evil until that became part of their character the judicious and discreet person therefore judges people only with Islam whenever he meets someone <coughs> and judges that his goodness and benefit outweighs his evil and his harm he takes him as a companion and vice versa whoever aspires for friendship and companionship of righteous and pious people will be made fortunate to achieve that in accordance with his intention and his effort looked at another way people make their decisions about friendship based on some mixture of three things number one is based purely on Islam and this is the way of the believer so if somebody sees someone whose combination of knowledge and practice and adab in Islam is something good especially something higher than their own perhaps then they immediately immediately without a moment's thought any other consideration are drawn to that person and that is the one they would prefer to be with over the Muslim who is lesser in these categories let alone the non-Muslim and this is the way as I said of the believers number two people respond and judge matters of friendship and I shouldn't say judge because these people are not really thinking at all 
you can't judge when you're not thinking based on superficial issues like language like culture between two quotation marks like familiarity and this is the way of the ghafilin this is the way of the mindless people who are not even thinking and so it's easy they're like a cow basically following the easy path so they meet someone talks just like me looks just like me we don't misunderstand each other we use the same idioms the same expressions you know we can talk easily we're comfortable we have the same cultural references okay that's my friend this is the way of ghafla this is the way of mindlessness of forgetfulness and that's why there are so many texts in Quran and Hadith telling you who has to be your ally and your friend and who you have to steer clear of and all the gradations in between there's so much emphasis on this because the way of unthinking is what I just described and we see this among many of us so much that that one that's easy and comfortable doesn't take effort I don't have to try to understand their accent or try to understand did they really mean what it sounded like they just said or maybe it's some idiom in their language it's a lot of work now forget that I'll just go with this one over here even if even if he's a pimp and a drug dealer and he's not he's not doing good in Islam but you know he's my be I feel I feel okay with that this is the way of the mindless the thoughtless and number three based on worldly benefit and this is, the, this is not thoughtless this is evil thought and this is very prevalent among us this is the person who has no interest in friendship of someone even if he's the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even if he's a worshipper and a scholar and he's devoted his life no interest whatsoever because why? he can't give me anything let me be friends with this guy over here with all the stores and the money and he might give me a job and slip me some alright so those are the three things either based on Islam either based on the cow principle which is just the mindless drifting toward what's easy which is the culture and the language and things like that or it's the selfish motive which is that in which there's benefit and only one of these is the way of the believer and that's the first one because the benefit you will get by choosing your friends based on Islam is way above any benefit you can get in this life and the patience you may have to have with the things about that person that are strange to you or unfamiliar to you or the little miscommunications that happen because it's from a different place from you is well worth the effort because you will have the friend that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his companion ordered you to have and you will be upon his deen and you will be resurrected on your muqiyama with him and people like him and not something lesser than that my dear brothers in Islam let us be reminded that all friendships will end in hatred and enmity sooner or later except those between pious people for they are everlasting in the world and the hereafter this is a fact and I'm going to prove it to you in a minute I'm not talking off the top of my head therefore fear Allah be dutiful to Allah follow the way of the rightly guided people and the pious by making friends only with good people and avoiding the sinful and the wrongdoers and the disbelievers I don't mean you run when you see them. I don't mean you don't talk to them. No. The Prophet ﷺ said, He hasn't forbid you interaction with people. He hasn't forbid you kindness. He hasn't forgiven you a kind word. That's how we make da'wah. But we're talking about your khalil. We're talking about who's your friend. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوٍ The dearest of friends on that day are enemies. All of them to each other. Illa al
except the people of taqwa. If you think you have a friend in this life, and this friend was not chosen on the basis of Islam and taqwa and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will be the bitterest of enemies on Yawm al-Qiyamah. When you come up before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even before that, when you come out of your grave, your best friend in this life, Akhillah is way beyond friend. Bosom buddies, the dearest, dearest, dearest of friends, will all be enemies to each other. Except for the people of Taqwa. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah alima li wa lakum. Fastaghfiru innahu huwa tawwabu rahim. Alhamdulillah Salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Dear Muslims I remind myself again and you to fear Allah And to act accordingly As is befitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And don't let a moment of your life go by Without being in submission A'udhu billahi min shaytani rajeem Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi O you who believe Beware of Allah as is befitting to Him. And die not save in a state of submission. Reflect, Allah, over the sorry condition of many people today, especially the youth and their corruption in manners of belief and conduct. We Muslims in America used to think we were immune to that, but we found out the hard way over the last 10 or 20 years. That we're not. And so many of our children are committing zina. So many of our children are hanging out with disreputable partners. uh, Either kafirs or Muslims no longer practicing. Muslims are getting married to women pregnant by them. Something we never thought we could see among the Muslims. But it's commonplace. Reflect on how that was caused by keeping bad company. But those who call to falsehood and following of evil desires through different methods. They spread evil and poisonous material and make sure that our youth leave the path of truth or at least neglect it and forget about it. The path of virtue and discipline to follow the way of error and desire. Despite Allah's warning when He said, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَلَا مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا This is gen- gen- general to the Muslim and the non-Muslim. And do not obey or follow the one whose heart we have caused to forget our remembrance. And he followed his every desire and his affair was chaos. This phenomenon is a harbinger of doom and a calamity for this ummah. If the reformers among the Muslims and concerned men, teachers and scholars and journalists do not exert all their efforts to make use of every means to reform our youth and to keep them conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make them conscious of their membership in the ummah of believers. Not this nationality or that nationality or this group of kafir and Muslim mixed or kafir mostly, but the ummah of believers every Muslim child has to have that awareness if a Muslim child grows up and he looks at a Muslim from another country and he says Arab Pakistani 
African that is a lost Muslim that is an ignorant Muslim he has to grow up looking at any one of those and going my brother in Allah Alhamdulillah another brother in Allah Alhamdulillah if we don't have this level of consciousness then we are babies in Islam we haven't even gotten to first grade we haven't even taken a step in Islam fathers and mothers are therefore obliged before anybody else to take good care of their children nurture them on Islamic teachings and manners and protect them from bad company and all other avenues to evil in order that they may become good children and prosper in this world and the next parents by doing so will only be doing that which Allah has made obligatory upon them fathers and mothers these are great responsibilities laid upon you by Allah so discharge them diligently Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to you when he said أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كوا أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا Oh you who believe shield and protect yourselves and your families from a fire وقودها الناس والحجارة It is fueled by human bodies and stones عليها ملائكة غلاظ شداد Upon it there are fearsome horrific angels لا يأسون الله ما أمرهم they never disobey Allah what He orders them وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ The angel and they do everything that they are commanded. The angel that punishes and the angel that smacks you in the grave with an iron rod is deaf and blind. You can cry all you want. He can't hear you because Allah gave him that lest he feel anything for you. They cannot disobey Allah in anything. So an angel can be of mercy and an angel can be of punishment. يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا على نبي الرحمة والهدى Give your prayers and your peace upon the messenger of mercy and the messenger of guidance كما أمركم بذلك المولى جل وعلا Just as your great Lord has commanded you to do saying يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي Believers Remember that all of the angels send their prayers upon this Prophet. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. O you who believe, send likewise your prayers and your salams upon this Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad wa ashabi Muhammad wa kullaman walahu wa taba'ahu dahu wa stanna bi sunnati la yawmin deen. Amma ba'd. Allahumma. أرنا الحق حقا وزقنا تباعا وارنا الباطل باطلا وزقنا اجتنابا وأقيم الصلاة